rules are. Oh, good, you're smiling. I yes, I love this. So in case you didn't hear this last week, this is a special trap version of the Walking Dead theme song done for us by my new best friend, Afrojack, <laughs> who has a new album out in stores. Make sure you pick that up. Thank you, Afrojack. And he was nice enough to tweet and retweet our podcast. Yes, thank you. Which will really help, hopefully, get us some new listeners. Speaking of which, we just got the ratings for October's Walkers and Talkers podcast. Big thank you to everyone listening because our numbers went up 300%. Over the month before. Now, part of that, I'm sure... Is Negan. Is, is Negan <laughs> and the fact that we were reviewing Fear the Walking Dead, which isn't quite as popular as The Walking Dead, and, and Preacher, which, you know... Um, by the way, Into the Badlands is coming back. I saw the commercial last night. Do you remember what that show was? Um, I remember seeing the commercials, but I didn't commit to it. <laughs> so, season six of The Walking Dead, they hammered home Into the Badlands that commercials. That I remember. And then, in the finale, you had to watch the first ten minutes of Into the Badlands to see a bonus scene of The Walking Dead uh, where it that was the scene where they got stopped by Negan's men on the bikes where Abraham, Sasha, Little and Daryl. Little Timmy and the Dick Brigade. Little Timmy and the Dick Brigade. <laughs> so AMC forced us, forced us, forced us to watch Badlands. And so I watched the first 10 minutes even though I could have DVR'd it. I didn't want to DVR it and fast forward. I was like, I'll watch the first 10 minutes. It was boring as crap. <laughs> and I also, there was that anger that they made me watch it. yeah. It was sort of like private practice. I watched Grey's Anatomy, and then like five years ago, she, uh, what's her name, who switched over the shows, the redheaded doctor who dated McDreamy. Anyway, she went to visit her friends in California, and they showed the whole episode of her visiting the, the cast of private practice. Oh. And I was so annoyed that instead of watching Grey's Anatomy, I was actually watching the pilot episode of private practice <laughs> that I wouldn't watch private practice <laughs> because they, they, they tricked me into it, and I was annoyed. Oh. So I'm not watching Badlands when it comes back. So don't expect us to review Badlands every week. No Badlands. Just because it's on AMC. And by the way, we're not sponsored by AMC. We just like the shows. Yeah. Again, thank you. So we're up 300%. But yeah. that doesn't. that's not November. I feel like we'll be even up even I more. Feel, I feel it, that too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good. So thank you for listening. Okay. So before we get started with this week's episode, which is called Go-Getters, I want to talk about last week. Because last week I called 80% bullshit on the Morse code thing. Mm-hmm. There was a scene for this week's episode that showed Michonne in her kitchen with Carl, and there was a Morse code poster on the wall or yep. a framed picture, whatever. And a lot of people were looking at last week's episode thinking that when Daryl was brought to Alexandria, he couldn't speak, he wouldn't speak, but he was blinking funny. I saw that. Yeah. Now, initially, I thought he was blinking because the sun was in his eyes and he's been in a dark room for a while. <laughs> people thought blinking Morse code, and then we saw the poster in the, in the sneak preview that was on Talking Dead last week. We're like, wait a minute, Morse code. Maybe he was blinking. So all the conspiracy people went and tore it apart. And what he actually was blinking, if he was blinking Morse code, is I, the letter I. East, East, right? I East. I East. Which would, would make me believe I'm East. Negan's place is East. Yes. So last week I called bullshit on the whole Morse code theory. Right? But then I came around and I was starting to feel like no, everyone's saying he's saying I East. Yeah. And I watched it again, and it looks like he's definitely doing Morse code. So I felt like, okay, only 5% bullshit. Yeah. I feel pretty <laughs> confident 
that Daryl was doing Morse code. Rick was a trained police officer. He knows Morse code. The poster's in the house. All good. <laughs> well, then, you and I both saw the article oh, on man. comicbook.com. Now I'm more confused. More confused. With Scott Gimple, <laughs> the uh, showrunner, which basically, if you don't know what that means, he runs the show. Yeah. He writes a lot of the episodes. He kind of directs the plot with Robert Kirkman. So they asked him about the Morse code, and here's what he said. I heard about this on set yesterday, Gimple said. I would like to live in a world where Daryl Dixon residuously learns Morse code and knows that Rick has an intimate knowledge of Morse code as well and that they have practiced this with blinks. I would love that. He said, it was also an incredibly sunny day out, but I will say this. The fans of the show are the greatest fans that watch a television program. The stories that they tell and the things they gleam out of it are actually really thrilling. It just excites me that they have enough faith that we put in some labyrinth-themed kind of stuff. I would love to live in a world where that was true, but it also could have been a sunny day. Hazy, too, which makes it worse. So, what is he saying? Is he saying, that sounds like a great idea, I love that fans catch all this stuff, but that's not true. So are we smarter than he is? Or are we just more conspiracy theory than he is? Or we were talking outside the office before. Yeah. Is he deflecting? Yeah, I may call bullshit on him calling it bullshit. Yeah, because he... Uh, I don't know. I'm calling it reverse bullshit. <laughs> or double bullshit. I'm not sure which it is. But I'm calling bullshit on him saying it's bullshit. I think he was going to reveal that two episodes from now or next season. But we and, got it And first. the fans beat him to it. And now he's like, no, no, not at all. <laughs> I think so, too. Yeah, like, oh, no, it's not going to be a cliffhanger episode. It was a cliffhanger episode. Yeah. You know, the Negan kill. The posters in the background, I mean, and then whoever did decode it, he yeah, said, I east. Yeah, so is, it, is it that wrong? gibberish. Now I feel like everyone listening to this podcast should go take uh, uh, Google Morse code and watch what Daryl did. <laughs> yeah. I have to trust it. Everyone on YouTube all came up with the same answer. He's actually saying, I east. Yeah. And why couldn't Daryl and Rick have worked it out? They've been together a couple of years now. Well, that's true. Yeah, I never thought I mean, not that. I mean, nothing to be like, hey, if I ever get captured by a crazy guy with a bat, uh, and I'm not allowed to talk. I'm going to blink to you. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, they did it to us again with this week's episode. Last week, when they showed Alexandria, the killings happened in episode one. Episodes two and three were bottle episodes, which, by the way, if you don't know what that means, um, it means self-contained in a bottle. So they like they only show the kingdom. Yep. And then they um, only showed... The sanctuary. The sanctuary. Those are bottle episodes. Whereas last night... They showed the hill. They showed well. It was sort of a. It was sort it was of a, a semi bottle. Semi bottle because they didn't show the kingdom, and they didn't really show the sanctuary. They just showed Alexandria. Well, they just showed the hilltop. Mostly the hilltop. Mostly yeah. the hilltop. Yeah. Okay. So remember when they came back to Alexandria after the Negan killings? Yes. They didn't show us them coming back, beaten. Tell them about anything right. that happened. We didn't get to see that. They did it again. The episode starts. Maggie's already in Hilltop. She's been there a couple of days. Sasha's there already. We don't see them bring the bodies in. Nope. Maggie wakes up. Dr. Carson tells her that uh, she's got this... Something placentia. Sep the separation of her placenta and her uterus. But it's a small tear. But the baby's fine. Yeah. She's like, is the baby okay? Baby's fine. You may notice from a couple of weeks ago, from episode three, right now we're episode five. Do you remember the doctor's name at Sanctuary? Oh, no. What was his name? Dr. Carson. It was? Yes. What? They both have the same name? Huh. Hmm. Hmm. So if you didn't notice that, that there may or may not be a reason. Things that make that you they, say, hmm. Yeah. And again, I'm I'm sort of skirting the line between the TV show and the comic book. Okay. So I'm just going to say they have the same last name. Hmm. You do with that information what you will. <laughs> and he wants her to stay, to heal. Yeah. He tells her, you have to stay here at Hilltop. Until the baby's born, I'm going to need to monitor you. Yeah. Because you can't just go back. If you needed me at Alexandria, it would take you forever yeah, to get, get here. here. 
Can't get there. We see Sasha by the grave sites, right? They, yeah. She takes Maggie and they, they talk and it looks like Glenn and Abraham are buried there now. Yep. And not very conspicuous graves. They're sort of half above ground. Yeah. But it wasn't like they the, were level. The graves aren't marked, though. They aren't marked, but... They know who's in there. Sasha gives Maggie her father's pocket watch, which she says was in Glenn's pocket. Remember uh, in the trailer for when they released for the season premiere, there was the blood splatter and it looked like a ring. We thought it was maybe Ye- the pocket watch. Yes. So it wasn't the pocket watch. So then what was it? Probably a ring, right? Well, based on what we saw, that was Abraham. Abraham wore a ring too. Right. But then how did Abraham's ring get in that mess? I don't know. Unless maybe. he took it off and he was holding it and he dropped it into his own... That could be. Maybe he was just holding okay. onto it. But a lot of people thought it was the pocket watch. It had to be Glenn. No, it Tur- wasn't the pocket watch. Turned out it was Glenn also. Yes. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> Glenn and Abraham are dead. So, um, Sasha says she'll stay with Maggie at the hilltop. Then Gregory comes over. Okay. He's still a dick. Greg. Okay, who's more of a dick? Negan or Gregory? Negan. It's close, though. But you in a think different way. It. They're both... Pretty much equal dicks, but in a different way. Yeah, so Gregory comes over, he calls Maggie Marsha, and he says, what happened? I, what happened with the saviors? I don't understand. I thought you got them all. And Maggie says, well, I, we, that was just an outpost. And he says, well, how many are there? And she says, there's hundreds. So he gets that nervous Gregory thing. He's like, did, did you tell him about our deal? Did, did you tell him about the deal? And she says, you know, no. And he says, well, you need to go. You need to leave. And he tells Sasha... You need to focus on your work at the hilltop. Stay away from her. And I didn't understand what he meant by that. I was confused. Like you stay and Maggie go? Well, he was saying it to her like, I don't know why he said that to her. Because he doesn't know either one of them really. No. Then he says, who buried these people? We don't bury people. We burn our dead. Sasha's like, sorry, I don't live here. Yeah, I don't live here. Basically, I'm not playing by your rules. And then he looks, so Jesus tells Gregory, Sasha is with Maggie. She's not from the hilltop. And Gregory's sort of confused. And he says, well, I can't keep track of everybody here. Yeah. So he thought all hilltop people look alike, I guess. (laughs) Because he just assumed that Sasha was a hilltop person. Yeah. Great leader, by the way. Gregory says, if the saviors see them there, meaning Maggie and Sasha that they will have lost plausible deniability. Right now they can say, we don't know why your outpost was attacked. Yeah. But if they show two people from Alexandria there, including two people that were in the Negan lineup, yep. it'll be bad. That's bad. Jesus says, well, I'll take them back to Alexandria. And Gregory says, well, yeah, you can go. Like, you know what that means. And he says, yeah, I do. I'll go with them. Meaning if you leave, stay, stay there. Yeah. Don't come back. And then Sasha, wasn't it Sasha that stood up and said, no, the doctor says Maggie needs to stay here. Right. And then, so then Gregory says, well, that's her mistake. Yeah, what is that? And then Sasha was about to throw down, and then Maggie kind of calmed her down a little right. bit. And then we go to the credits. Yep. Have you noticed the credits have scenes of things? Something. So yeah. we, we talked a couple episodes ago about when they show Jeffrey Dean Morgan's name, there's an iron in the fire, mm-hmm. and there's the bat. But there's other images of things throughout. There's a, a warehouse of some kind. Anyway, one of the things in those scenes is a boat on its side. And I couldn't figure out why there was a boat in the credits because they're not near water. No. Except for the lake that Jesus drove the truck into or the truck rolled into yeah. when they were fighting with Jesus. So let's reference the boat later. Okay. Because I don't want to jump ahead to the scenes of next week, but the boat maybe has something to do with the teaser scene. A certain someone. <laughs> yeah, so... Not a complete bottle episode. We do see Alexandria. Rick's going on a run. He's in the kitchen with Michonne and Carl. And this is part of the scene from last week where Carl said to Michonne, why didn't you go with him? So Aaron and Rick are going on a run. 
to find something special for Negan, I guess. Something interesting. Something interesting. Because he wants it, and that's the life. When they leave, Carl's sort of angry because he doesn't think the, the survivors should be living under Negan's rule. Yeah. Oh, no. He's not happy with it. He thinks his father's wrong. And he wants Michonne in on it. He's like, don't you, don't you agree that he's wrong? Don't you feel like he, he, we shouldn't live like this? We should fight back? And then Michonne says, I think we might be, but I'm not sure he's wrong. So she's sort of torn. Yeah. She's a fighter. Oh, she's ready to fight. Now we get to that scene last week where uh, they showed the clip on Talking Dead. Carl, Carl looking out the window. Looking out, and, they were like, and you were right. I was right. You what is he right. looking at? Looking at Enid, trying to climb the Scaling wall. Scaling the wall. Right, because that's what Enid does. She says she has to go see Maggie. She's taking a liking to Maggie. They're close and Glenn, and they kind of took her in a little bit. Although she's the one who gave Maggie that haircut. So I blame Enid. Maggie liked it, though. Yeah, Maggie likes it. I'm yeah. not a... I'm not a still not I need like long-haired it. Maggie. Yeah. I still think if Maggie cut her hair now, being pregnant and Glenn's dead and she has to be a leader, I get it. Yeah. But she cut her hair beforehand. She, yeah. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing that she would, you know, <laughs> she'd have it, lose the man in her life. Her new identity. Yeah, absolutely. Carl says, you shouldn't leave. I'm not going to rescue you again. And she's like, well, you rescued me the last time? Because, you know, she's... Sass. She's sass. Yeah, she's sass. <laughs> Why couldn't she just go out the front gate? Because they wouldn't let her? They probably won't let her. She's always scaling the wall. She can never use a door. Well, she certainly can't use a door and lock her in a closet. Yeah, a closet. By the way, Carl apologized for locking her in the closet. <laughs> yes, I saw that. <laughs> but one of the things Enid says to Carl is, I'm sorry you had to see the killings. She says, I'm sorry you had to see that. Yeah. And he says, I'm not sorry. And leaves it at that. That was kind of a strange Typical statement. Carl. Uh, we go back to the hilltop. Sasha asks Jesus why he isn't in charge. Because he seems to have better ideas. Yes. And because Gregory's an ass. Yep. And Jesus was was flat out honest. I'm not a leader. I just like to help. And I, and I don't lead, which is unusual since he's so kick-ass. He knows, you know, karate or some form of martial arts. Yep. He was awfully brazen when he stole the truck from... A that da- was a from bold da- move. Daryl and Rick. Yeah. But he's not a leader, so he's just really good at what he does. Yeah. So he wants to help Sasha. He says he'll maybe he'll talk to Gregory. Then Jesus pulls out the necklace. Do you remember the necklace? He pulls out a necklace from his pocket and he says, this was yes, Abraham's. Yes, dog tags, right? Was that what it was? No, no. Oh. He, he gives her the necklace and says, this was Abraham's. And she kind of looks at it weirdly. And then Jesus had a great line. He says, I liked Abraham. He was the only person who could say something and make you <laughs> smile and, and wince. At the same time. And it made Sasha smile. It did. Now, here's why the necklace kind of weirded her out. Do you remember how he lost his necklace? When they first got to the hilltop, that guy stabbed Gregory in the stomach. Yes. And then they they had to wrestle him to the ground. Yeah. And then another guy jumped on Abraham and was choking him where he saw his life flash before his eyes. Yeah. And that's when he realized he loved Sasha. Yeah. He was wearing the necklace Rosita had made for him. Awkward. And the necklace broke off. He noticed it and realized that's a sign. And he left the necklace there because it's from Rosita. He didn't want it anymore. And that's when he went back and broke up with Rosita. Oh. Did so Sasha now, realize that? Yeah. Okay. So that's why it was awkward. That is awkward. It was awkward. <laughs> like, thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> Maggie wants to know what they can do, how they can help, and Sasha says, we can stay. What is Gregory's role here? He's an idiot. And Maggie says, he's a coward. That's worse. Yep. And on, on Talking Dead, they said anybody who puts their own life and their own safety above the life and safety of the people around them is dangerous because they're willing to do anything to protect themselves at your cost. Absolutely. And Gregory clearly wants to protect himself. Oh, he's so selfish and so self-centered. So he's a danger. Totally. 
Uh, cut to Enid on a bike. She's on a bike, right? Yeah. So she sees a puddle, and she stops to look at the puddle, which I don't know why. And then a walker comes up behind her after she got off the bike. And she doesn't have any weapons, I guess. I thought she had a knife. Maybe well, she's not. staring at the walker like yeah. she's, uh-oh. Yeah. Whoops. And then a car runs the walker over. My God. And it's it's Carl. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and he hits the walker. And then, and then he, he like, backs up. Backs it's another walker. Yeah, he hits, as the walker stands up and he runs yeah. him over again. So it looks like he was rescuing Enid. Again. Right. But we later find out that that's not what he was doing. A fool in love. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he is kind of, yeah, yeah. So now it's the hilltop at night. And we're seeing... What caused what we kept seeing in the trailer? Oh my which was God, this scene was The insane. fires at Hilltop. We kept seeing that in the trailers. This is what happened. So Sasha wakes up because music's playing. She's really, really, really loud music. But thankfully not the song that Daryl had to listen to. No easy street. No easy street, because that would have been bad. <laughs> and uh, they're like, where's that music coming from? They look out the window, their doors are locked. And there's fires, which attract walkers, loud music, which attract walkers, walkers, and the gates are open. Yeah, and they're just piling in. There's just so many walkers coming in. You know at this point the saviors did that. Oh, you had to, yeah. It wasn't like one fire. No. And there was like at least six. Right. So Sasha climbs up through the roof of the trailer they're living in because she's going to find the source of the music and turn it off. And she runs to the car, and it was it had like uh, metal fencing. Yeah, with We're, locks all over it. Now they must have iron workers at Sanctuary because it was perfectly cut fencing. It really was on the windows. You couldn't get inside. And did you see the thing on the trunk? Oh yeah. There was a middle <laughs> a middle finger emblem, which you know maybe they found it and they put it there, or maybe they welded it. I don't know what kind of technology they have, what what abilities they have. <laughs> it was a nice fu. So you can't get in the car to shut the radio off. Oh. And so Maggie sees that there's a lot of walkers down there and other people are waking up from the music. Maggie takes charge. Man, she's supposed to be on bed rest, this lady. She gets up, she's like, Jesus, help her. <laughs> and then she's telling other people, get down there and help her. So no one else was, was like, Jeffrey just looked out, Gregory just looked out his window and he didn't do anything. He's a tool. He's afraid. He's afraid. He would never know what to do so in that Maggie situation. So Maggie saves the day initially. That was badass. It was, it was badass. This green AMC gremlin... Oh a very God. old car. They can't shut the music off. They can't get into it. So now Sasha and Jesus are, are killing walkers. Yep. And Jesus is karate. He's flying kicks and <laughs> round offs and everything. He flying looked, Jesus. Flying Jesus. And they showed him on Talking Dead training. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. He trained hardcore for that. Yeah, it was the same guy that trained Morgan with the stick. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So By he's doing way, his own stunts. Fun fact, that was the guy that played Donatello in the Ninja Turtle movies. Yes. Fun fact, I read that. Yes. Fun, 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 fun fact. Fun fact. So here comes Maggie driving oh a tractor with giant wheels. By the way, Talking Dead showed how they did that with blue wheels. and they That was cool because it was almost like uh, the walkers got sucked in between the slats as yeah. go- we're going. So she runs over a couple of walkers and then backs over the gremlin and crushes it. Dang. Maggie kicking ass. Maggie on bed rest kicking, <laughs> kicking ass, ass while no one else is doing anything. Yep. It's the people at the hilltop don't know how to do anything. No. They're weak and they need help. They've never really seen a fight. They've never really been in a fight. Right. Jesus is really the only one that knows how to do anything. Yeah. And so he and Sasha and Maggie should be in charge because they just saved everybody. Yeah. Simon insinuates later, you know, these people, they forget how the dead smell, what they look like, because they're so kind of privileged up there on the hilltop. They don't really experience that anymore. Exactly. So after that scene dies down, we see Enid and Carl walking on a path. And Enid asks Carl why he watched Negan kill Glenn and Abraham. And Carl says he watched so he could remember that in his head when the time comes to kill Negan. Yep. So he'll have that vision in his head. No second thoughts. No second thoughts. Back to Hilltop. Jesus tells Gregory that Maggie and Sasha should stay. 
And Gregory says, who's Sasha? He's an asshole. He's, he doesn't even know anyone's name. He doesn't care to learn it. Call him Maggie Martha or whatever. Right. And then he says to Jesus, look, if you want to make these changes, do you want to be in charge? Because you're acting like you want to be in charge. And again, Jesus does not want to be in charge. And then Maggie and Sasha walk in to the room. And he tells them they need to leave. And they're like, we're not leaving. And then he says to Sasha, well, if you and I talk about it one-on-one, we have a little one-on-one meeting, we can discuss this. And Maggie's like, no way! Like, disgusting. Ugh, he's because such a Hurt. He hit on Maggie. Yes, and I now he's clearly that. hitting on Sasha. Uh, and he says, "Oh, I don't even think for a minute that's what I meant." Uh, that's exactly what you meant, Mr. Gregory. Yeah, well, perfect timing because that's when the saviors start hauling in. Oh my god! In their trucks and through the front gate, and he tells Jesus to hide them because if he sees them, they'll lose plausible deniability. We have to hide them, hide them, hide them. And at this point, he has no idea why they're coming. So he wanted to hide them in a specific closet. Yeah, he said, put them in the closet. In the hallway or something. Well, he said, put them in the closet, which is, there's a closet right outside, which is the storage closet. Yeah. Which is where he wanted to put them. Back to Carl. Carl finds a knapsack. Now, this part I was a little weirded out by. This was a little like, and they fit. Yeah. It was their size. Come on. Okay, so Carl finds a knapsack on (laughs) the side of the road. I'm calling bullshit, too. (laughs) Carl finds a bag with roller skates. Two pair of roller skates. For the two of them. In Eden and Carl's size. And they just happen to know how to roll skate, which is fine, on a bumpy, gravelly road <laughs> in their size, and they can hold hands, hands and roll skate. Yeah. They were on like a date. Now, here's date. what I thought when that happened. I thought a walker should jump out now, and they're on wheels rolling, and they can't <laughs> like get their footing, and they no. fall. I thought, you can't wear roller skates in a zombie apocalypse. No. Because they're so hard to maneuver on. Plus, on those roads, they're not smooth. They're not what, so. If you had to like jump to the right or jump to the left, unless you're an expert on ro- like can. in rollerblades, you can sort of push off but a little bit. But these were old school roller skates. Old school. Yeah. Very convenient. I call bullshit. Very random. I call rant. Like they should have said, "Well, they don't really fit," but you know. Yeah, except they seem to fit perfectly. Okay. Yeah, a, a boy and a girl size, just for them. Uh. So I'm calling bullshit. <laughs> so the saviors all swarm into the hilltop, and Simon tells Gregory they need to talk. Now, remember, he doesn't know any of these people. No. He just assumes they're the saviors because he dealt with all the people that Rick and the gang killed from the outpost. Simon tells Gregory uh, he's heard about this great painting. He'd love to see the painting everybody talks about. And uh, he says, all the people that you dealt with, they're gone. They're off the board. They're off the, uh, out of play. That's what he said. They're out of play. And Gregory asks like he doesn't understand. Like he's like, "Uh, what do you mean? But you can see he's nervous. Oh, yeah. And so they're looking at the painting, and Simon, Simon's talking to him in that Negan way. By the way, I thought Stephen Ogg was phenomenal in that it scene. It was great. I thought he was great. Because he's smug, and he's evil, and you think he he's going to kill him at any second. He's kind of funny and charming at the same yeah, time. Yeah, he's like, yeah, isn't that great painting? Yeah. yeah, he's smiling. He's having a ball, because he has it. all the power. He was making Gregory so nervous. And, and so uh, he says, uh, about the fires last night, Gregory says... Message received, loud and clear. clear. Totally got the message. Like brown-nosing him. Yeah. So then I'm thinking the same thing Simon is. He goes, oh, what message was that? Yeah. Because Gregory's thinking, don't work with Rick and the gang and kill our men. Point taken. But he's supposed to be acting like he didn't do that. So if he's innocent, what was the message? Exactly. Again, Simon has him totally busted. Oh, totally. But doesn't tell him he's busted. No. He says, well, we set that up so we could remind you that you can't kill these people walkers without our help you need us you need us but you killed them by yourselves you cleaned up that mess you guys have been uh must be practicing 
Because Simon doesn't know that Sasha and... No, but he was a little like, hmm. And Maggie are there, and, and he doesn't know that, that Jesus is skilled. So he's like, well, you guys fix that situation. I don't know how you did it, but okay. Now, does that mean that the saviors were nearby at the, the night before? They must have been, right? Because to set that up, it had to have been done that night. Right, So, but they didn't see what happened? I probably, they probably... How did they know not to come in and help them unless they heard the music stop? I don't know. Interesting. Partial bullshit. <laughs> Simon tells Gregory that all of the men that worked with the hilltop for the saviors are dead, but the people who killed them, meaning Rick and the gang, work for them now, and they're real go-getters. There's the name of the show. There's the name of the show. So Gregory keeps trying to suck up to Simon. Uh, Simon says, well, I'm your Negan now. Oof. I'm your new Negan. I'm your guy now that's going to run point here. Anything else? Uh, he says, anything else you want to tell me? Anything? Oh, anything? Because he's he knows Gregory. He knows. And Gregory looks at him because he can't keep a secret. And he realizes, I better tell him something because it'll save me. Because they may be on to me and he's a coward. This was a great scene. By the way, I'm I, we're making fun of Gregory. I I'm, would be kind of a coward too. I have to be well, honest. Yeah, I mean, that's terrifying. I'd be terrified of the saviors. Unlike Carl, we'll get to him in a minute. But you just hate him because he's such an asshole. Well, he is an yeah. asshole, and he can't remember Maggie's name, and he's a douche. Yeah. <laughs> so, other than that. Other than that. Other than that. So, <laughs> he says, anything else you want me to know? And uh, Gregory says, actually, there is. What a rat. What Ooh. a rat. Ooh, so mad. He walks to the closet in the hallway where he thinks Maggie and Sasha are hiding. Jesus looks on like, are you kidding me, you son of a bitch? Yep. I can't believe you did that. Now, at this point, he didn't tell them about Maggie and Sasha. No. We thought he might have. But he was going to just show them. Yeah. Good that, thing that he was didn't, his point. Good thing he didn't mention Maggie and Sasha specifically. Because when he opens the door, there's nothing in there except bottles of- Bottles of liquor. Bottles of liquor. He got owned in this scene, by the way, he by did get Simon. Owned. That was great. He did get owned because he realizes now the girls aren't in there and he better give them something. something. So he realizes now he's got all the stash of his best liquor. And he's a little bit of an alky, too. Yeah. So his prize collection of alcohol- he takes out one bottle and he goes, uh, this is for you. It's really good whiskey. And Simon says, I don't drink whiskey. He goes, it tastes like, what do you say, like toilet and <laughs> toilet and something. Yeah, it was some nasty. <laughs> He's uh, like, I'm a gin man. So he says, well, what else you got? And he basically takes the whole case. He says, this is great. This is, this is really big of you. This is a big move by you. This is going to be great. And he's like, could you just put that other one back in here? Yeah. So he took everything and made him put him back back the original bottle. Took everything. Oh, my God. Greg, was having a heart attack. And then Simon sticks it in a little harder. And he says, Negan's going to love this. He says, um, don't mention this. Uh, I'm going to take full credit yeah, for this. I'm going to say, like, I got it. I could use the brownie points. So he's like, so I get nothing? I get. I, Did you like, see him having like an internal breakdown? <laughs> yeah. When all the alcohol was going away? Because the girls aren't there. He wanted to turn in the girls. Now he doesn't yep. know where they are. And he gave away all his liquor. Oh my God. So you think that's enough. It's not. Simon tells all his men, all right, now we're still going to take half of everything, but just half. Oh, go, that's, go through the house? Yeah, go through everything. So you think he's done. He goes, one more thing, oh. which is very Negan. I love this. This is great. He says, uh, can you give me a quick kneel? Quick kneel. Gregory's like, what? Now, he knows if you kneel, you're getting hit over the head with a bat. But he begrudgingly kneels. He kneeled. What did you think was going to happen at that point? Um, I really, honestly, I thought how it played out that was going to happen. Just that he was going to kneel in, you know, just to be subservient. And he did. Just to show him, like, I'm in charge. Yeah. You're not. And so Simon looks, at, looks right in the face and he says, solid kneel. Oh, God, I know. Remember that for the next time. That doesn't sound good. Well, that was just like at the uh, kingdom when they're driving off and they say, make sure you produce next week. Well, that guy's first to get it, Richard. 
It was sort of like that. Like, yeah. this is your last, this is your free pass. Yep. And then on the way out, he's like, Guy, boys, grab that painting. Yeah, get them. Oh, and get that painting. <laughs> and get that painting. Which they gave to a listener, a viewer on uh, Talking Dead. Oh, my God. That was their prize when the guy asked the question. Yes. They, whoever it was, they, they gave him the painting. That was hilarious last week, that poor guy who won the mattress. <laughs> yeah, what was he going to do with the mattress? Huge. Now we go to Enid and Carl. They have gotten out. The skates are off. Yep. And they're outside the hilltop, and they're watching the trucks load up. And Enid says... They're talking, and she gets the impression that he wants to kill Negan. He's sort of implying he can maybe ride the trucks back. And Enid says, don't go. Yeah. Don't go. I, are you doing it for who? You, we talked about this. Are you doing it for Abraham and Glenn, or are you doing it for yourself? And we agreed you'd be doing it for yourself. Don't go. Remember, Carl's the one that was stupid enough to pull a gun oh my God. Carl on them last week. Almost nervous. got killed. Carl thinks he can take on the world, even though his father's smart enough to know that he can't. Yeah. So they kiss. They did. Right on the lips. Finally, finally. Finally. You would think at that point you that Carl would now not not do what he's planning on doing. Yeah. So at this point we don't know. And Enid says, I'm going in. And he says, They'll see you. No, they won't. <laughs> no, they won't. She's she's stealth that one. She is. Now the best scene in the episode. Gregory walks into his bedroom. Jesus is in there with Maggie and Sasha. And Gregory's mad. I thought you put him in the closet. And Jesus says to him, You didn't tell me which didn't closet. Didn't tell him which closet. He's like, you're in my bedroom. And so Jesus like, I felt like I knew I couldn't trust you as I put him in here. But technically, you didn't say what closet. He's like, you guys have to leave. Jesus says they're staying, or we're going to go public with your deal with the Alexandrians. You don't want that public, do you? So they're blackmailing Gregory. Yeah. So Gregory agrees, look, we'll try to make this work, and walks over to Maggie and starts to talk to her, and she punches him in the face. That was awesome. Now, when she punched him... What did you think was the reason that she punched him? I think just out of all the shit he pulled, and he was going to reveal her and Sasha. Yeah, but that's that, not why. That's not why. That's not why. She reaches into his pocket and pulls out Glenn's watch. You, oh my, he was such a sick son of a bitch. When I saw that, I'm like, she should have punched him harder than that. Now, the one thing we didn't mention at the beginning was when Sasha gave Maggie the watch, she laid it on Glenn's, Glenn's grave. grave. Yeah, yeah, and just grave. left it there. And just left it there. Which I don't think she should have done, but... yeah. Maybe bury it. Yeah. But don't leave it don't there. Don't leave it just wide in the open. So she takes the, the watch back. Gregory took it. And rather than apologize, Gregory says, well, it's a fine watch. I didn't want to leave it out in the rain. Uh, was just, was a make it about the watch. asshole move. <laughs> but this is, the, this is the scene. It's a fine watch. <laughs> this is the scene. She tells Gregory, this is our home now. So you'll learn to start to call me by my name. Not Marsha. <laughs> not dear. <laughs> not honey. Maggie. <laughs> Maggie Ree. <laughs> I do love that scene. Right? <laughs> Not dear. Not Marsha. Like well, I'm trying to do her accent. Her accent. I, I apologize. Maggie Ree. If you're from the Atlanta area listening to this, I apologize. We're sorry. <laughs> I just butchered the accent of a British actress. <laughs> Impersonating a Southerner. Who was born in America but was raised in England <laughs> impersonating a Southerner. So, my bad. Jesus is talking to Maggie and Sasha. They're looking out the window as the saviors are leaving. And Jesus says... He isn't sure how Gregory was picked to be in charge, and he's not sure why they would pick him. But up until now, he couldn't imagine anyone else being in charge of Hilltop. Now he can. I have to assume he means Maggie. I would have to assume because that too. she's ballsy. She's a leader. The way she took charge when the when the savior set it up, she is savvy and smart. So she leaves. Sasha says uh, Maggie's gone. Sasha says, "I, I want uh, you want to make it up to us because they saved them." Yeah. Can you tell me where Negan lives? 
find where Negan lives. And Jesus says, yeah, the trucks are leaving soon. I can I can definitely find out. That was out. a bold move. Jesus didn't hesitate. He's like, I could hop on that truck yeah, and find out. It was like out. he was reading the script. Yeah. <laughs> so Sasha, for some reason, says, well, keep it between us. No Maggie. No Maggie. And Jesus and was like, well, I'm kind of uncomfortable with that. He was that. uncomfortable with that. But he did it anyway. Maggie walked out right before. Yeah, she was just the two of them. She walked out to go to the gravesite where Enid was sitting. Yep, she found her sitting there. And she put balloons on the grave. Yeah, but it was the wrong grave. <laughs> yeah, but there were still balloons yeah. there. The first thing I thought was, these people don't bury their dead. And now you're highlighting it with balloons. And Davey from last week Neon tried to take your balloons, balloons from you. Oh, that, yeah, So wouldn't they, wouldn't they know there's some... Connection between the people buried there. Well, if the savior saw the green balloons, I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the balloons will like pop in a day and They'll it will be a big in deal. The sun. <laughs> but I thought that wasn't. Like, I'm going to call ten percent bullshit on that. <laughs> then Maggie gives the watch to Enid. I didn't like that. When they're sitting around the table, she gives the watch to Enid. You didn't like it. Why didn't you like it? Because I think that Enid didn't fully appreciate that watch. I don't think you know. I know she got close to them and was with Glenn and Maggie and all that, but I think that. Because it was Herschel's, and then it was Glenn's, this is the only tangible thing left on the universe that Maggie would have to remember her father and husband by. And also, when they have their kid, maybe she would give it to them. Well, Maggie gives the watch to Enid, and she says to Sasha and to Enid, we don't need anything to remember them by. We have us. Mm. Which, maybe that's the way it is in that world. Remember they, remember they burned the picture? Yeah. and then she, I didn't like that either, by the way. And they said, well, you'll never need this picture. You'll always have me. Yeah. But you'd like that picture back now, wouldn't you? Uh, yeah. Because the only picture that, that, that of Glenn in existence now is the one in Daryl's cell of his head brashed in. Oh. Enid did not say thank you. She didn't. Also, she lied when they said, did you come alone? And she said, I came alone. It she was didn't like mention she was with Carl. Lie. By the yeah. way, one thing else I didn't mention, when Enid was with Carl outside and she was trying to talk him out of it, she said to him, you, didn't, you weren't in that car to save me. You were driving to Hilltop or you were driving to find Negan. Yeah. Like, we don't know where he was headed, but he wasn't headed to save Enid. I guess he just ran into Enid. Yeah, it was crazy. Then he crashed the car and. Yeah, another dumb move. You couldn't kill the walker or just have her jump in the car and drive away from the walker? That's what I thought. Jump in and drive away with now you've busted a working vehicle. I mean, after all, they're walkers. They're not runners. Yeah. They walk. (laughs) Although they ran a lot faster in season one. If you go back and watch season one. They were faster? If you remember when um, Glenn and Rick had covered themselves in guts? Yes. Right. Oh, they did pick up some they was, speed. They were kind of running. Now, maybe they've slowed down as the apocalypse has moved on. But then, <laughs> then in Fear hungry. the Walking Dead, they should be running full speed. Yeah. Well, it's like in 28 Days Later, when I first saw that, I was like, what? Because they they sprint in that movie. Well, that's not The Walking Dead. No, so. I know. But my only reference was The Walking Dead. So from seeing that to 28 Days Later, I was shocked that they were like in full sprint. Yeah. <laughs> when Simon took the liquor, he specifically told his men, put this in the Negan truck. Yes. Because the liquor would be for Negan. Yep. So we see Paul get into the truck with the liquor. He runs as the truck is pulling away. Conveniently, the Negan truck was the last truck in the caravan. Yes. So that he could jump on the back of it. And he gets in the truck and he gets the whiskey and he drinks a little bit of it. He spills it out. Like, screw Negan. I'm, I'm spilling this out. My guess is his plan was to ride the truck till they got close, jump off, see where they were. And then hide. Yeah. Because he's pretty good at hiding and untying knots and all that stuff. <laughs> untying knots. Knots untie was that episode. <laughs> and then Carl says hi. Oh, my God. Carl's when I saw in him the in truck. there, I'm like, for love of God. Carl's in the truck. Now, for people who like when I bring up the comic books a little bit, no spoilers. In the comics, Carl jumps in the truck 
when they leave Alexandria last week. Okay. So because he didn't jump in the trucks then, a lot of the comic book fans were talking about, is he not going to go to the sanctuary to do whatever he does in the comics? Mm Mm-hmm. Because Daryl's there, Daryl's not there in the comics, people thought whatever Carl does when he gets to the sanctuary, Daryl will play that role. Yes. So they thought, well, since he didn't go last week, he's not going to get in a truck and go to sanctuary like he does in the comics. Well, guess what he does? He is. The difference I is now- he has a death wish. He does. The difference is Jesus wasn't in the truck, I believe, in the comics, from what I remember. Okay. So he is fulfilling his comic book character- to this point. Now, whether he does what he does in the comics, not going to tell you. I'll just discuss it next week and tell you if it was different or if it was the same, if you're interested, which people seem to be interested in. I don't see any guns on the truck. They didn't take any weapons. No. So I'm not sure what Carl thinks he's going to do it, in a supply truck. Does he think Negan's going to walk up to the truck and he's going to kill Negan like with a knife and then the other 200 men are going to go, oh, our leader's dead. Yeah. Carl's in charge. Yeah. What's his plan? What do you think he's thinking? I mean, clearly he's not, but what do you think he's thinking? I think he thinks what you just said. He's going to just kill him. But I'm thinking, with what? You have nothing. Is he going to hit him with a bottle of liquor? There's really no weapon. And I didn't see him have a knife that he hit or anything like that, unless I missed it. We see the scenes for next week. Actually, it says scenes from the weeks ahead. So, Oh, so they're going to mishmash some like different... Yeah, so I guess whatever's in next week's episode, because from what we could see, it's mostly Tara and Heath. Yes. Another bottle episode. There may not be enough to show us, so they showed us some interesting stuff for the coming weeks. Yeah. Because if you show us an episode where it's just Tara and Heath, people may be bored by that. Yeah. Because I've, I've read blogs and seen YouTube videos where people say, well, if it's a it's a bottle episode and it's two people I don't care about, I'll read the synopsis and move on. Because they're not missing a lot. Yeah. People I feel like that that's wrong. about the Morgan episode. I like the Morgan but, episode. And I, that's how I felt. I loved it, and people were like, oh, "I was boring." When I'm he like, learned, when we learned yeah. how Morgan learned how to use the stick. Yeah, and it was just Morgan and Eastman, but people were bored by it. But I happened to love it. I but. loved it. All right, well, we're big fans, and anyone listening to this podcast, I'm sure, is the I same. I think if you're a fan, kind of you want fan. that background. Yeah. So here's what we saw: Negan talking about how they're going to rebuild civilization. We're the saviors. So I think he's he's godlike. He thinks in his head that his group of animals is going to rebuild civilization. Yeah. Not by killing everybody, making them work for you. That's not civilization. But okay. We see Tara hiding. Once again, more teaser scenes kind of, of Tara. Kind of like in the woods. We've seen this whole Tara running from whoever she's running from. Many times. Not a lot of Heath. There's no, not a lot of Heath. there's not. I'm not so sure Heath survives next week. <gasps> you think he's dead? Well, the actor who plays Heath has a new show. What show is that? I don't remember. Look okay. it up. IMDb. <laughs> I just remember reading it, and I don't remember. Because okay. it, wasn't, it wasn't Walking Dead. I didn't care what show it was. Before the Negan episodes... There was talk that maybe Heath would die in those episodes before we learned he wasn't in those episodes. I wouldn't be surprised by that because if they're on that two-week run, something bad was probably bound to happen. Unless he's been off this long so he could film his other show, and now we're finally going to see him. That's true because they had a long time. We see Rick and Aaron looking for something special for Negan, and they see a fence, and they jump over the fence. Did you did you happen to see what the fence said? There was a sign on the fence. No. Ooh, he didn't see it. It said, keep going. Only thing here for you is trouble. Uh-oh. Yes. So whatever's on the other side of that fence is bad. Don't go over the fence. Don't go over the fence. But they have to because uh. it makes the show more exciting, number one. Number well, two, they got to find something for Negan. Or he said someone, Lucia will have her way. Yeah. As Negan said. Someone's going to die. Then we see, which I think was in the trailer for season seven, walkers covered in white powder. Like they're walkers that look like um, either white powder or light brown powder. Yeah. And they're all covered. Like they were in a factory or like a Duster. sawmill. 
Jock. They're, they're covered in something, wherever yeah. they were. We don't know what yet. And then we see another scene where Tara is running on top of cars, over the hoods, running from car to car. Badass. To avoid those same walkers. Yep. In white, whatever they are. So wherever she is, she's running from some other people. We've seen her being chased. And she finds these walkers. Then we get to Talking Dead. Because that's how the scenes ended. Talking Dead, the guests were Kevin Smith, Gregory, played, you know, Xander Berkeley, the actor. And Tom Payne. And Tom Payne plays Jesus. Who's also a Brit. <laughs> yes. Kevin Smith said that when he sees, he saw the first time Gregory spoke to Jesus by the, uh, the graves, he noticed they both had the same blue eyes. And he oh. said, I wonder if they might be related. He said maybe father and son. Or something. He's starting rumors. Yeah, and because and the two actors were like, hmm. But who knows? They may change things up from the comic. It may be why there's, there's this back and forth with them. Who knows? But Gregory's a dick, and Jesus is really cool. They put up a stat on uh, Talking Dead, which I thought was interesting. Enid is the seventh person I saw that. to take possession of Herschel's watch yep. since Herschel gave it to Glenn. So it was Glenn, Termite Alex, who took it, yep. and he's dead. Rick, then Sasha found it, gave it to Maggie, then Gregory picked it up off the grave, and now Enid. Yep. So a lot of people have had it. Kevin Smith had two great nicknames for Carl, which I'm keeping both of them. I love them. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you heard them. Which one do you like better? Wyatt Twerp <laughs> and Patch Adams. I like the Patch Adams. That I, one made me laugh. When I he like said it, it, but I also I got a kick out of Wyatt, Wyatt Twerp. Wyatt Twerp is very funny too, because he is a twerp and he is yep. a little cowboy. Now here's the scene that you didn't see, but you read on. If you didn't watch Talking Dead, it's a great scene. It's probably on on YouTube at this point. They always put the scenes up eventually. Yep. There was a I, I guess she's a black woman, a dark skinned woman. Yep. And a little blonde girl, much lighter skin, so uh, whatever. And they're walking on a beach. They're killing walkers. They call them bobbers. Bobbers, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> there's walkers that are like laying down on the beach that maybe washed up. Yeah. They're not really moving. And she, the little girl's putting spikes in their heads and killing them. And she's like, it's fun. Anyway, she runs over to the water's edge to Oof. kill another one. And she's just about to kill it. And how the woman knew to stop her, I don't know. She's like, it's not a bobber. Not a bobber. It turns out, I, okay, now I didn't realize who it was initially. Yeah. I'm like, another woman with, with black hair. Who could this be? Because the camera showed her like upside down at an angle, it's so hard I, I had to tell. A, I had to tilt my head <laughs> and then remember that what Tara was wearing that it was the same gray it's shirt, like just a sweatshirt or something. It's a gray T-shirt with like a blue denim shirt over it. Okay. Right. So then I realized it was Tara. Plus, I went on Twitter and I was like, "Who's the girl in the beach?" Was Tara. <laughs> I have to say, I didn't immediately notice it was Tara because she was wet. Yeah. Whatever the case. Where'd they get to this water, by the way? Well, that brings me back to an hour ago at the beginning of this podcast. The boat. The boat. Does the boat play a role? Did she jump into a boat to get away wherever she was? Was there a dock? I wonder how far they went. Is that a flashback that she got taken captive somewhere and that was a while ago and now she's back next week? I don't know. Or is she not back for a while? Or maybe she went way farther out than we thought. And she has a gun, so that's important. Yeah. Huh. She's the only one with a gun. And but in none of the scenes from next week did we see Heath. No. So what happened to Heath? He might be dead. I hope next week's not a complete bottle episode. If it is, hope everyone watches it. Again, thank you for listening to another long podcast. Yes, thank you. I think next week we'll make it a little bit shorter, although every time I say that, people tweet us. No! There's just so many details this season. There are. I feel like more than any other season, there's so much to talk about. Exactly. Well, anyway, thanks for listening to a very high-rated Afrojack-themed <laughs> Walkers and Talkers podcast. Check us out now on Instagram, walkers underscore talkers on uh, Instagram and on Twitter. Yep. We're trying to get those accounts going. Yeah. So uh, there you go. 
at David <laughs> underscore Brody. At JMakes514. Hashtag Walkers. You yeah. know all that stuff. All right. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Thanks, guys.